Okay, back up to when I was um I was in the recovery home. I'd gotten this um and and it it still ha it was still happening, okay. So um and I had even gotten to a point where I started taking Risperdal and um put it on Facebook that, you know, uh, not schizophrenia, schizoaffective, which means, by the way, that you have some symptoms, which can be voices, it can be, you know, it can be a lot of different things. It doesn't mean that you have another personality, not that that should be downgraded, like, these, these motherfuckers are driving me crazy with this, putting people down for that, like, really. But anyway, um, <laughs> so I had even uh, started uh, trying to make jokes about it and trying to, you know, figure out what it was, but didn't think too deeply into it. And you know, I thought it, I thought it would stop. But even when it seemed like they weren't talking, that eerie feeling, like it was so bad that that it, 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 it was exhausting me still and uh, whenever I would get home from home from work because I worked I would I was a uh, push press operator in a in a steel factory very hard job worked <laughs> one of the hardest jobs I think that there is and um, you know I, I got to where I, I loved my job and I I loved, uh, I worked for a place called Brown Stove Works. So, things didn't seem too awfully abnormal there, really. I mean, they always were abnormal, but they didn't seem like a lot of the other jobs that I've had. It, it wasn't, it wasn't to that extent, put it that way. But whenever I would get home I had to walk up to where I where I stayed and uh I would hear them talking you know just oh my oh my god it would freak me out uh just talking about what I was doing and you know uh how I looked that day and, like it, it would freak me out you know pretty pretty bad so Anyway, I, I managed somehow to, to have perfect attendance for, you know, the first seven months at my job. And, uh, well, I got promoted to uh, the Amada laser operator. So, you know, I was, I was psyched because, uh, well, that's kind of the job I wanted when I, when I first got there, it was the best job in there, and um, no, it was it was a very difficult job, and so these two engineers they start to train me in the position, and right before that, I was running the the I was operating the press one day, and the, mind you, it's really loud in there, so. Of course, it, it won't uh, 
It probably wouldn't bother one as bad. I mean, it's super loud, but I was operating the one by the bathroom one day, and I started hearing it even while I was running my running my press, and it it sounded like somebody talking about I can't lose my job. And it was like two guys going back and forth, and I kept thinking, what are those two guys doing over in the bathroom? You know, and um, if I would have been able to think clearly, I would have known. There's no way that I'd be able to hear them that up close over there in the bathroom while I'm running this press. So, you know, that I started getting really edgy. Edgy then for sure. Like it was it was starting to get get really bad again. Um mind you, uh as the laser operator I also had to load the load the giant, you know, million dollar machine and uh I had to use a forklift to do so. And I always wanted to learn to drive one, but in a steel factory, loading with an old caterpillar that you have to keep punching the gas to get it to run sometimes was not an easy task. And sometimes when I was I was loading the thousands of pounds of steel, I would hear them talking then too, you know. And because when I when I did it one day, and I did it well, um, one of them said, this did not just happen. But it did just happen. I did that, you know. So uh, I got to where I could pretty much handle for the most part of it, except for the, sometimes I would get confused about the tickets because I wonder why, you know. But, um, but other than that, I seemed to be doing okay and um, did that for about two months and then I got exhausted and I missed, um, I missed two days in a row and they let me go. I don't think that, um, and I, I didn't take it personally. I didn't even get angry at him and, uh, because I, I respected the guy and, uh, and he showed me respect. So, and I, I more than anything else, uh, respected the fact that they gave me the opportunity to do those things that, um, I would have never gotten to do and that they they believed in me enough to to know that I could uh that I could do that. So I was I was pretty appreciative. Now the next several jobs after that were a nightmare. Cleveland tubing was um I got fired three times from there in in like a week. And then they tried to even hire me back again after the third time. I said no, I no, thank you. you. I worked through a, a staffing company with them too, but um, I drove a forklift. I was a forklift operator. Now that's that's when it got really bad because it was much easier for me to drive a forklift there, though, because it's a lot different um, driving one when it's a super heavy load of steel than if it's a big, tall, you know, not so heavy box it's a totally different way to to operate one so you know i was starting to get a lot better at it they had to be retrained on how to do it that way so once i figured it out um whenever i would be putting something down or they would make me super nervous and do things like look out you know v2k 
yeah, so uh, I finally learned after knocking God knows how much over. I knocked more over there than I did at the steel factory, I think. But eventually, you know, but they they kept me nervous, but they couldn't keep me like super duper nervous because I was going all the time. So I was still able to do my job. thing about Cleveland tubing was um, there was some sexual harassment going on and um, well I was going to report it and um, my supervisor that was doing it ended up trying to get me fired so when I told him what was going on well they um, switched the shifts but what they did is they um, they paid me less and they paid my mail um, co-worker that we were the only two forklift drivers at, at that on that shift at that time and um, docked my made me work another shift when I wanted the night shift when um, and didn't different didn't reprimand the uh, the supervisor in uh, in any way shape or form so I ended up reporting that to the EEOC, but I forgot about my um, the phone interview. So that was that was the thing about them, and um, so basically, she or the lady at the staffing company um, sends me a message like she's my supervisor did something to get me fired or whatever, and I was like, wait a minute, let me tell you why though, you know. And, um, so then they didn't fire me and then they fired me again and they didn't fire me. Then they fired me. I was in there waiting for my ride. They tried to not fire me again. So that was fun. 